Welcome to this episode of Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose with Ellen Barton, where you'll hear thought-provoking discussion, inspirational stories, and get action tips for creating the life of your dreams. Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Grit, Your Life on Purpose, a weekly podcast where we explore the secrets behind living an inspired and extraordinary life. I'm Ellen Barton, and today my guest is Sashka Hanna-Rappel. Sashka is both a brand marketing strategist and a life coach, speaker, and trainer who says she works solely with rebels, misfits, free spirits, and visionaries in the lifestyle market. I love that description. Sashka, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. How are you today? Yay. Oh, wonderful today. And I'm really happy to be talking with you. And um, as I was preparing for this podcast, there are so many topics that I hope we get a chance to hit upon. But I wanted to start just with getting a little background about you. Um, You seem like someone who really approaches life with gusto. And you've done a lot of traveling. You describe fear as your friend. You're a South African who's living and raising a family in Austria. Do you think you're brave and adventurous? 100%. And I'm I'm sure a few years ago, I must have been shit scared to do anything. But I didn't realize it was there. So it's fine. So it's just, it's given me the momentum to move forward. Because what's that saying? I just posted it today on the other side of fear is is freedom. Mm. And, And freedom means so many different things to so many different people. And for me, it's like freedom just means I can. I have a choice to do whatever I want in this day and age. Well, I can't even say in this day and age because there's some weird stuff happening <laughs> the True. media exposes us to. But even still, I, have, I, have, I can vote. I can just be a feminist. I can just stick to women. I can be lesbian. I can be gay. I can be anything I want. It's a choice. And that's an adventure in itself. Mm, that's a really good point. And you, so, so what do you mean you, a few years ago, you weren't quite so brave. Talk, talk to us about that. What, what was that process or what changed? Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) So life loves to throw you a few things. So growing up in South Africa, I considered myself, you know, I went from ugly duckling to swan not in terms of beauty, in terms of achieving things. So I started off with five years old and dancing, drama, singing, and worked my way all the way up to my own version of stardom. And then I moved to London to go and study uh, drama, dancing, and acting. And the doors closed there, but opened for marketing and advertising, which I'd studied. And then at that time, my, my boyfriend at the time said, well, you know, let's go to Austria for a snowboard holiday. And I was like, I could not think of anything more childish to do, but whatever. (laughs) Okay. I was like, seriously, put me on a snowboard that's like skateboarding. Like, no. And then we hit the slopes and that's where I met my husband. And for me, that's where the whole adventure started. And then I moved to Austria. And that is then when I learned how to crawl again. I was put in a country where I had no family, no friends, didn't understand the language, all the dialect. The food was weird. Uh, everything was just absolutely different. They, they didn't even have a set my sense of humor that I'd grown up with. Like back home, I was, I was funny. And here, people just look at me like it was uh, weird. <laughs> so 
I felt like a real outcast. And then I started, I, I, I felt myself shifting towards that shy side because we always have the light and shadow side. So I'd lived so long in that light side, I had to experience the shadow side to get me to where I am today. But that shadow side was very pleasant. Don't like that shadow side. And not many people do like, but when you come out at the end, holy mackerel, out of that storm, you just like, top of it. Know how to manage it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. We definitely need both of those elements in our lives to, um, I guess, to appreciate the, the good part. You've got to go through the rough times as well and, and the shadow side. Um, did you have, were you uh, ever like second guessing that decision to move to a country where you didn't know the language or the culture or anything? It, it's not, it's not the easy path. No, it's not. I was always quest because my mom would always go, come home, darling. It's fine. You know, I've spoken to this person and they were living in Switzerland and they didn't even manage three years. Come home. And I'm like, I'm not giving up. There's no freaking way I'm giving up. I'm, I'm going to conquer this, whatever it is. No, I'm not giving up. But it was, yeah, it wasn't easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so is that when you started to have this affinity for the rebels and the misfits and the free spirits when you, I guess, yourself were launched into that role? Yeah, well, I'd always had it in me and then I'd lost it and I didn't know where it went. And then it was also finding my, my life purpose and in in the field and the, the market that I work, my niche, 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 um, Finding that, it, um, the German speaking, I'm not going to generalize too much, but from the experience I've had is very hard set on conventional marketing. And as much as I worked in it and corporate and great brands and, and companies, I just couldn't, oh, I don't know, it was so difficult because I based a lot of my decisions on gut feelings and intuition. And I was always shunned for it because it was like, can't do anything like that because it has to be based on facts and figures, which really, it, it, um, it confused me because on the one hand, I knew my intuition was so important. On the other hand, everyone was going, no, you have to have facts and figures. And then at the end of the whole scenario, it would be done anyhow what I was feeling with my intuition, although I didn't have the facts and figures. But then I learned how to bring out that rebel and that misfit and challenging the status quo within me. And knowing that there's a conventional path, but also knowing there's a different path and that I'm able to combine them and not just segregate them. Because I'm not about, it's like saying I can only go the light side and the shadow side. You need both. So I learned to combine both. Mm, interesting. And let's, so let's talk about your work with your marketing and your branding. First of all, I don't know that all of the listeners would really understand what brand is, what that's all about, and why it's important. Can you give us your take on that? That's a cool question. I love that. Um, I, I threw out something in Twitter the other day or a month ago that um, a brand comes before branding. Branding is the last thing that you should actually be doing. But because we've, not but, it's just the way it is, we've been conditioned to always focus on beauty first. Beauty comes in everything. So when you start a business, you want the beautiful thing. So you start with the branding. And you don't, you know, you need the foundation, but you go for the branding first because you want to get noticed and everything's all beautiful. So the branding is everything that has to do with your visual aspect. So it's got to do with your logo, your typography, your colors, your visual direction, your personality, your tonality, the promise, the identity. That's all 
combined into your branding, the visual aspects that you're going to be advertising with, whereas your brand incorporates everything marketing, everything sales, two different things, and the advertising and your products and the organization. So it's all conglomerated into one thing in a brand and represents you as well because the brand is you. And the branding is just an element of it, just an extension, um, which has to do with everything visual. And why it's important to have it, it differentiates you from somebody else. Now, there are a gazillion pizza huts. There are a gazillion Domino's pizza. There's so many pizzerias, Italian restaurants, and who knows what they'd offer in the market that. But what differentiates you is your name and how it's visually presented, the branding. And then what combines it is in the perception of how people see it. Um, so it'll either be pulling you towards that brand or it'll be repelling you, all depending on the values and beliefs that the person seeing it um, would receive it on the other end. Would it be like more creative, more flowy, or was it really stoic and stark? You know, and if you go into a pizzeria, you have a perception of how a pizzeria should be. So when you go into one that's really scaly and really, oh, God, this hasn't even been cleaned in a while, it's two different perceptions. And the branding will then either pull you or repel you. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. The brand is like the essence of that company. And yeah. so you, you either resonate with it or you don't is what yeah. I'm hearing you say. And And you talk about when you work with your clients, you talk about, um, pulling out their brand, you know, kind of unpeeling the layers and getting to that place. Why do you take that approach as opposed to um, an outside-in approach? You really, you, you seem to start with the inside. I do, yes. I do start with the inside. Um, I have come to terms with my um, spiritual flair and my channeling and clairaudient, clairsentient part of myself and because I suppressed it for such a long time, now I'm actually coming to terms with it. So when I work with my soul clients, I'll feel the connections, like this electricity, this vibe. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And I can start, because the portals are open and there's a connection, I'm able to get a glimpse of what that person's leadership role is within their market and if there is a leadership role at all. Um, not that not being a leader is a big, you know, it's not – if you're not, it's not a big deal. It's just, if you are, I recognize it. And when I see it on the inside, um, the, wind, the eyes are the windows to the soul, and I hear it and I feel it, and then I'm able to go on the inside of you and then pull it out, extract it from the inside outwards, um, asking things about your life purpose and your core message is what I uh, you know, related to, your business message, um, pulling that all out of you because it's all things that have lain, laid dormant for so long that you don't even recognize it anymore. But the system and process that I have, I'm able to then ask you certain things and then come to a conclusion with your soul brand. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting because, like you said, it's a difficult thing to do for yourself sometimes because as a business owner or, or as a self, um, you know, for sole proprietors, you know, you're too close to your business. It can be hard to see yourself as others see you or as, as you want others to see you. So that outside perspective is really valuable. It is. It is so valuable. I know. I mean, we all do it. 
you want to have a different perspective on making a decision. You know, you go with your girlfriends, like, should I have the blue dress or the red dress? Like, what suits me better? You know, you guys know me. And then you'll have an intuitive feeling about it as well. Or if someone comes to me and they want their soul brand, I don't go according to what the trends are because the trends just means that everybody else is doing it. And I'm not there to follow everybody else. I'm a rebel. I'm a misfit so and, and the visionary. So I don't go, I challenge the status quo. So when someone comes and goes, but I love that font and I'm going, well, if you want to be a follower, then that's fine. But, you know, leaders, so most of my clients, because they are leaders, so they don't really go, but I want that font. They're just like, let's do it. <laughs> right. Go for it. Yeah. So right. it is important to see on, to get outside input, but to be very clear on, not very, cl- yes, clear, but at the same time, listen to your inner voice because it will tell you if it's right or wrong, even though you're getting advice from other people because we can get swayed very quickly, <laughs> especially mm. by people that we love, especially by people that we love. Yeah, that's right. I, I tell my clients that too, like when they're asking opinions from their friends and family on a logo or something, you, you have to be really careful who you're asking and what influence you're allowing them to have. You know, there's, yeah. there's a balance between asking uh, more expert opinion or um, business opinion and, and personal and really making sure that your brand is resonating with your client that you're trying to connect with and not necessarily with your grandmother. Not that we don't want to make grandmother happy, but, you know, it's um, if that's not your target market, it might not be as important, really. Exactly. Exactly. I, I also, when someone goes and asks for opinions, I'm like, that's really not, I mean, I did it the other, about a month ago when I was doing for the cover for my book and I asked, um, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. There's all these different versions. And I also put it out there, but I knew that when I was asking, I knew that my group or people that would be answering would either just be giving an opinion or they really know me. So I knew that if I got an opinion or criticism, from whom I could take it, and if it were aligned, if it was aligned with my values and my beliefs. My, my mom, I love my mom and my sister because they give me, and my dad, obviously, because they give me like full on criticism. They'll just tell me, yes, it's fine. Yes, it's not. This is missing. This is going up from there. I know what you like. This is not supposed to be. And I'm like, full on. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, but I agree with you. Just asking you know, family and friends and stuff, unless they're your, your I call them soul clients, then, yeah, you, you're just going to get random answers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's really interesting, you know, talking about brand and um, soul clients, you know, you, you said something when we spoke earlier about how you pretty much attract people to you. You don't have to go out so much to people and look for clients. And I think that is part of having a strong brand in any company you help with their brand it's kind of the same thing like when people are new into business many of them have a tendency to say oh everybody is my client but that isn't the case there's only certain people that are really going to resonate with you and and that you know maybe you should be serving you, you need to focus on some on the people that are right for you mm-hmm. yes yeah so they're different for you, your sole client is not just one, it's different versions of the client or different. I, I believe that the sole client is you and there's different versions of you. There isn't just one person that you're going to be targeting at. So 
it is everyone just in different versions of that everyone. And you're also in different stages. You're not in just one stage. So one product won't just serve five different stages of your soul client. It'll only serve one or two or maybe only just one. And you need different products and services for those clients. But you only really get to that stage when your business is in growth. In the beginning, in the idea and startup phase, you just have a dream. Oh, it sounds like that. So I need to rephrase. It's not like you just have a dream. You're freaking blessed to be able to get that dream and to acknowledge it. So when it does pop up, it's like, oh, my God, i got a dream. And then you want to put it into action. And taking that and putting it into action, it takes a lot of takes a lot of um, mindset work and a lot of uh, motivation and inspiration to get it to to move it along. Yeah, um, that was a beautiful segue because I want to talk about your coaching and um, your training and some of your other work that you do. So I'd like to you know hear how you describe your work and. Um, I'm also wondering if your um, theater background has an influence in what, in the way you present your ideas. I, I'm, I'm going to answer something. I mean, I, I joined a Facebook um, ads group. Um, I bought a course. And in the beginning, it was all right, and I started everything. And I remember one person wrote back and said, um, which is so true, and I really appreciated it because, it, like we were saying before, it's always good to get input from professional or um, soul clients that are on your same wavelength so mm-hmm. you're able to accept their, their feedback. And they were saying, you know, your branding is a reflection of your soul client's desire of how they want their branding to be in terms of perception and, and um, reception. So my services, and when I put it out there, I'm, I'm not normal <laughs> in terms of it's not like everybody else. I don't have the corporate look. I'm mad hacker. I love theater. I love my alter egos, everything to do with action and fantasy. So I, I have photos of myself as the mad hatter or I have my mouth taped or I have spiders over me. Um, new photo shoots. And stuff. I love James Bond and Laura Croft. Croft. <laughs> Tongue twister. Um, I love those type of characters. So when I have my photo shoots done, I don't have the typical portrait shots. I have different because that's that's how that's me. That's who I am. That's my soul. And it's ex- challenging the status quo and bringing out everything fun and quirky and spontaneous and adventurous out of you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that when you work with me. Um, you know, it comes across perception that I'm extrovert, but I'm also I'm, I'm ambivert because I also like to go in my, my woman cave. I like to, you know, just leave me alone. I need to be alone. So I also have my moments where I, I need to be a little bit introvert as well. So whoever comes to me, it doesn't matter whether you're extrovert or introvert. It's just important that you have a soul <laughs> mm-hmm. so that I can look into it and, and be able to see into it and then extract that then from you. So when you work with me, my coaching services are um, so BrandSash is a full-service brand marketing strategy agency and advertising agency. So I do everything in terms of advertising. So the customized visuals, the logos, the colors, topography, all the copywriting, creating campaigns, 
websites, sales, soul funnels, call them soul funnels, the pipelines, the selling strategies, Facebook ads, and all of that. And then there's also, you know, you'll be talking to your clients and they'll have a really down day. So it's like, okay, well, you know, that's where the NLP and the, the psychology, the industrial psychology will also come in because I'm, I'm still human. I might be a mad hatter, but I'm still human. So it's still <laughs> nice to come out and go, well, you know, let's bust some of those limiting beliefs. Let's do a timeline therapy session or, you know, let's get, you know, let's get rid of those limiting decisions that are holding your back, uh, holding your back, holding you back or where are you mirroring within your life that's not serving you or as an empath, what have you attracted that doesn't belong to you, what's been borrowed energy that you can just delete it and, you know, learn from it but send it off in love. So those are the, that's me. That's what I offer, (laughs) the whole spiel. Yeah, well, it's important because, like you say, people aren't just – single single facets that were multifaceted beings and we were more than just our businesses certainly one of the things that you talk about as a coach or speaker um, is that thoughts become things and the impossible is really possible and I'm curious about that and I, I can imagine that there are people that hear those those phrases and are kind of skeptical so what do you, what do you say to them how do you talk about uh, uh, these topics? So I believe we all latch onto a certain phrase or saying that is very connected to our life purpose, our soul purpose. And for me, through all different light and shadow phases that I've been through in my lifetime, this lifetime, um, I've had to do or deal a lot with my thoughts, mindset work, which doesn't mean that I'm a mindset coach, a mindset work coach, but I definitely love delving into the mindset and how consumers behave and how consumers make decisions and how it all integrates them with branding and brands and marketing and sales. Once I have a tattooed on my arm that thoughts become things because the thoughts are just energy. So what thoughts am I putting into my mind that are just made up, as Brene Brown would say? you know, uh, first shitty drafts or stuff that you're putting in your mind or what are things that are really real? Is it really real? Has this actually happened? So when you're in your business and you're going, oh, you know, I couldn't possibly send out emails every single day. Why? Why not? What's holding you back? What are the steps that are holding you back? These thoughts that you've conjured up in your mind that make you resist marketing to to, to people that have opted in to your web, to your email list. They've actually gone, yes, I'd like to be on your email list. And you go, no, 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 sorry, I, 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 can't, I just can't talk to you. Can't talk to you right now, sorry. I can't market to you. What's holding you back? Um, and that's also where from Alice in Wonderland where only the impossible is possible or Nelson Mandela also speaks about that, you know, um, nothing's impossible until it's done. And that's the whole thing. Until, until you put something into action, like a dream into action, you're never going to know if it's actually possible or, you know, that it can actually become a thing unless you put it into action and stop, not stop because you need to, you need to go through in your mind, but not hold yourself back with fear um, that it cannot be done. Rather asking yourself, why do I feel, for example, the example that I gave, why can't I write the, the email marketing? Why? What's holding me back? Am I not feeling good enough about myself? 
Do I not feel that my products or services are good enough for the people that have signed up? What if they unsubscribe? They won't like me. There's all these things that are need to be dealt with. So deal with them and move on because <laughs> it's not impossible. Right. Now, that's that's really interesting because there is so much psychology in our own our own head garbage that gets in the way of our actions so much of the time. It's, it's very true. And um, along those lines, I, I have heard that a lot of our listeners are wanting to make changes in, our lo- in their lives. And many of them are thinking about starting businesses or doing something along those lines. And business is, of course, at least partly about making money. And that's another place where people have a lot of hangups. Everybody kind of wants money on some level, but there's a lot of blocks and fears and um, messiness around this idea of abundance and, and money. Do you ever work with people on those topics? I don't particularly work with them on those topics. Um, and I don't claim to be an expert either, but we all have to go through some phase where my personal experience when working with clients is, you know, I, I don't expect you to go into debt. Should we work together? I do expect you to invest in yourself because there's always the thing of, oh, no, I can't invest in that. And then you move along for something that was maybe $20. And then you move along and then see somewhere in social media that they just bought into some program that cost $2,000 where you're like, what? How? Don't understand. Mm-hmm. So that, that when, when something like that happens, in terms of the person that, you know, where the $20 item wasn't bought, it has to do with my, the client, their pain point was met. So it was like, well, why should I invest $20? Because that $20 I could go use to, you know, buy a dress or something and go out. Whereas the $2,000 they saw as a great investment and relieved their pain point that they had. Right. Um, in business, money is always such a big thing because you have to invest in yourself. But we're so used to, not investing in ourselves, uh, whether it be business or life, we're always taking care of everybody else. Everybody else always comes first except you. So when you're wanting to invest in yourself, it's a big hoo-ha. Oh, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's such a big thing I could do. Also, if you've been in debt or you have debt, and it's like, well, you know, any money that comes in, I, I need to pay off my debt. But wherever that, wherever you're focusing on is also the energy that you're going to be attracting. So if you've just started your business and you've got a lot of fear and you don't see money as, or you haven't given your money purpose, then the money that you're going to be attracting will be out of fear. Clients that you will be attracting will be fear-based and everything will feel very constricted. And money is just energy. As is thoughts, as are we, we're also all energy. So you need to keep the flow going. So how do you keep the flow going? By just feeling one with the money you know there are a lot of months there are a lot of a lot of people where I don't have money and I don't have money to buy um uh, what's it called uh nappies for my kids or you know I, I, I can't afford food for my kids or or for myself or my parents I'm looking after them or whatever and there's so much restricted energy and often what happens money it's like this little bubble we we live in that that's the only view that we know Money only grows on trees. It's really hard to earn money. You know, we can't afford that. And it just, like, it hovers over you. And you never challenge the status quo. As many people would, they'll challenge religion. They'll challenge themselves. But we never challenge money, which is actually quite ironic. 
or you'll challenge politics or feminism or sexuality, whatever, but never money. Money is always, you know, it's hard. It's not reachable. It's impossible to get to. And once we start challenging the status quo, going, all right, okay, so this month I might not have money. That's fine. But the, I, that month is maybe a month gifted for you to plan for your products and services to launch for the next month, leading up to the next month, in order for you to get money. Because you've concentrated and put so much positive energy or, or good flowing energy into your products and services to be able to market it and advertise it. Whereas before, it would be very restricted going, I need money, I need money to get into my rent. But once you let go of the fear, because there's so many different versions of fear, like different versions of love, the energy will flow. It'll just happen. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And the way that you describe that with the the need to focus on what you want and not on your problem or your situation that you don't want is so important and applicable to many different aspects of life, not just money. That is so true. In, in all things, I mean, it'd just be like, you know, I really want to lose 10Ks. I have to lose 10Ks. I just can't lose these 10Ks. Why can't I lose these 10Ks? 10Ks just wouldn't want to leave me. I'm going to start a diet. No, I just can't do this diet. So you just, this energy in the same circle the whole time and you're not releasing it going, why can't I lose 10K? Let's try an affirmation with it instead of an affirmation. You know, why can't I lose 10K? And you don't have to answer it. You just put it out in the universe and the answer will just come to you. And there'll be different versions of how you how it's possible to lose 10K, which you wouldn't have been open to before because you were so in this narrow vision tunnel of only being able to see, I can't lose 10K, I can't lose 10K. <laughs> And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, you'll never lose the 10Ks. That's it. So that whole cycle, that whole, uh, whether it's with money or whether it's that, just that whole thought process, it's prevalent in all phases in, you know, in our will, whether it's mm. physical, emotional or health or anything like that. One thing I know for sure is that we all have a very limited time here on earth <laughs> um, and it's a it's a great gift to be here. Um, what do you think our purpose is? What do you think we were here um, to be doing, or we should make sure we do on our time here on Earth? For me, my version and my version of your purpose, your life purpose and soul purpose, is to serve. What that form of serving is is for you to find out, or I help you find that out. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but there, there, there is a process in finding out what it is. Um, and each person has a different version of helping someone or serving someone in order to make, help them become a better version of themselves. And, it, and it's not always necessarily linked to your business. Your business message is something different. But your life purpose and what we're here to do, our limited time on earth and in different lifetimes, is it, it, a mission, a task that we have to fulfill. And each lifetime is different. And you know what's interesting is it's that purpose, finding your purpose. Everyone, in my belief, everyone has one. And it's accessible to everyone because it's your, you know, when you're aligned with that, you're in the flow or whatever. You know, you're, you're, you're doing your, your thing that you're supposed to be doing. So things are, uh, the universe is aligning to help you along with that. But that sense of peace and happiness and serving and, and all of that is accessible to everyone. Yet, if you look around you, so many people are stuck and out of alignment, not doing that. Is that 
usually fear that's holding them back or just lack of knowledge or awareness or do you have any thoughts on that? Goosebumps from head to toe because that's such an amazing question. We always, it doesn't matter whether you're successful or people that are gazillionaires or you have five cents in your pocket, we always go through that feeling or not that feeling, we always pose the question to ourselves, what am I here for on earth? Why was I born? We'll always take the the first thing that we spend most of our time doing, which is work. So we always assume that our purpose is to do with work. And then once you work yourself to death, you'll get to the end of that or in the middle where you go, is this it? Is this what I've been working all this time for? And then realize, hang on a moment, there's something higher than this or a bit more expansive than this. And it's finding then that life purpose where it gives meaning to life, where you're really like, wow. And it's like you say, it's, it's, it's accessible to everybody. I find the reason we don't hear it, I find there are different reasons. Um, we haven't, we're not listening to our intuition because um, the Holy Spirit or whatever, they're all different versions of it. So we don't hear that little voice telling us, nudging us. We don't see the signs, um, for example, um, some great animal, I know a very good animal communicator that communicates with animals and nature, where you get so many signs, but we don't see it, we're oblivious to it. Our education, uh, what we're taught in school and condition to learn, and parenting, a lot has to do with parenting. Um, I was just speaking to someone yesterday, she does mandalas, and she's a spiritual teacher, she's phenomenal. And we were just talking about something that was happening with my son and my husband. And she said, you know, when you're a fixer, you're trying to prevent things from happening. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know that. And then I had to think about it. And then I thought, what happens if we just, if I just parented my kids to just know the light and to never experience the shadow side? How would they be able to see and feel the difference? So they need to go through all these hiccups and I need to ignore them and I need to let them do their own thing and fail and not prevent them from doing things in order to come back to the first thing, hear their intuition, is this right or not right? And through educating, um, which we're not really taught a lot, is you know being an empath, that you're able to attract energy, you're able to protect yourself at the same time. So if someone's taking their anger out on you, you don't have to react to it. You can actually repel it and go, not my problem. You know, whatever you had happening at home, you don't need to bring that anger towards me and learn to deal with that. Instead, what happens is we learn to fire with fire and then it's just a big escalation. It's a huge bonfire at the end of the day and you're like, holy shit. So that's how I, yeah, yeah, that's how I would describe it, <laughs> how I yeah. see it. <laughs> That's that's a great way to put it, and, and thank you for that wisdom. I, I appreciate that. And what about regrets? Do you feel that, d- does that play into your philosophy at all, trying to live without regrets? Do you think a lot of people have regrets? We all have regrets. And you, you something just went in my brain, ding, 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 who was speaking about that? Uh, I think it was Brene Brown that was speaking about regrets. I personally believe that we need to have regrets to appreciate when something isn't a regret, like you've actually accomplished something. Um, that's just my personal opinion. So, you know, it's a, 
parents, they're like, oh, you know, I regret not spending so much time with you and everything. And I'm going, learning in that moment to forgive and Mm -hmm. go, it's fine because by you not giving me that time, I was able to do X, Y, Z and become the person that I am today and use what I've become today, whether it be bitter or, you know, salvation, to use both polars, fulfill my purpose to serve in some form or other and the business and everything like that. So everything has its, it has its cycle. It all fits together. And having regrets, we all go through that. And I, I personally think as well that a regret is also when you haven't, not you haven't, you're just not aware of what your purpose is in life and not having seen it, done it, put it into action. That's a big regret because life is short and you, you want to know that you left some kind of footprint here. And that's a big regret, not knowing, did I leave a footprint or not? So you're always trying to get uh, validation from those around you by saying things like, oh, you know, I regret not traveling to Italy. And then someone, you know, loved ones will go, yeah, but at least we had Florence. I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it is or something to that effect, you know. Um, it's just a perspective on how we see things. But regret, I, I, in my life, I don't have many regrets, maybe just one or two. Yeah, I think it's interesting the way you just talked about regrets. It it's having them isn't a bad thing. It just means you're reflective and you're learning and you as you say I hope hopefully people don't have the big regret of not looking for or finding their purpose or at least making yeah. an effort in that direction. Um that's a big one, but the other ones we you know we learn from or others learn from and it's it's um it's all good, I guess. And that's the crux. That's I'm just going to come back to this um, because we were talking about what the, the coaching that I do. So that's the crux of what I created with Soul Brand Marketing is that it differs away from conventional marketing where you put profit over purpose, where Soul Brand Marketing is putting your purpose first and then bringing the profit in. Um, so my focus is different and my energy is different and I'm serving rather than um, – you know, scraping and bad energy and just working with anybody just to make a buck type of thing. Right. And that, that shifts everything. Well, it, it does. I mean, I've worked with a lot of very rich people in monetary rich and financial rich. And they are, they've often been said, you know, God, is this it? You make all this money for what? So you can buy a million castles and do what with it? I can't, I don't even have the time to go and visit it. And I don't even know why I'm buying it. There's no purpose to their lives. And then when you change perception and challenge their status quo, everything just changes. And you're kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I fulfilled my purpose, enabling them to see their purpose, and then they're able to ignite somebody else's purpose. And it's just this chain of purpose reaction. I think I should mm. make a song, Purpose Reaction. <laughs> I, I think you should too. I think that would be great. And uh, I would love to hear that song on our next podcast. <laughs> But Sashka, I really loved talking with you today. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we wrap this up? You had so many great things to to um, tell us about, and, and I was taking notes the whole time. Just your words of wisdom are very valuable. But any, any last thoughts? Any last thoughts? Uh, thoughts become things. So remem- remind yourself that the thoughts that you're thinking, are they real? Will they become real? choice you the master you're the captain of your ship and you're the only one that can steer it so 
you're the one that actually makes the choices to go forward or to stay stagnant. And I just want to see soul leaders rising. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I do appreciate it. And I'm thrilled that you were able to talk with us. My guest was Sashka Hanna Ruppel of Brand Sashka. And you can find links to all her websites and social media pages on our website, readysecret.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you back here next week for more inspirational stories about living an inspired, abundant, and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in to Ready, Set, Grit, your life on purpose with Ellen Barton. Look us up online at readysetgrit.com, where you'll find daily inspiration, links to our social media, and where you can access our eBooks and online classes. Ready, Set, Grit, inspired actions, real results.